0: Exclusive podcast from Impact 89 FM.
1: WDBM East Lansing.
2: Welcome to Impact Exposure. Exposure is 88.9, the Impact's one hour forum discussing relevant issues affecting the MSU community. And now, tonight's exposure.
3: This is Melissa, and we're back here with another exposure on a lovely Tuesday evening. We've got a great lineup for you. The Refugee Development Center from Lansing will be coming in. Habitat for Humanity will also be coming in to talk about their organization. But right now, we have a group from MSU Telecasters, more specifically the show, here to talk a little bit about their characters, their life, and uh, living with like the show. Um, so if you have any questions for uh, the cast of the show, feel free to give us a call at 432-3893. You can also check us out. Out online woohoo because uh, we have AOL instant messenger in the house right now that's impact exposure um, if you just want to like send us an instant message as well so anyways uh, how are you guys doing tonight
0: good, good. doing
3: great, great. Good. You. Uh, do you guys want to since there's a full crew right now um, do you guys want to go around and introduce yourself and also the character that you play on the show?
4: Sure. Me first. <laughs> All right. Um my name is Emma Perola and my character's name is Aaron. I totally don't remember her last name. <laughs> I don't
1: think the same thing we um, gave it to her. My name is Mike Matola and I play Blaine. Blaine Hardgrove? Hardgrove. Hardgrove. Blaine Hardgrove.
2: No, not hard, har.
1: Hardgrove. Hardgrove. Thank you. <laughs> my name is uh Nick Pelton and I play the guy
0: whose true name is unknown.
2: Wow. Uh, I play um Darcy Dietrich, and I play Darcy Cooper. <laughs>
5: I'm Sarush Marsbon, and I play
1: Travis D'Amico. All
3: right, now, what is the premise of the show?
1: Um, well, the premise of the show is it's a bunch of college students that live in the dorm. It's three East Wilson, actually, and that's the set. And um, they're crazy high drinks that they get into in everyday life. They go to the cafe, come back, talk a lot, sit in the dorm and room. So
2: it's like it's just a general sitcom, really, and. Well, just some interesting facts. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Darcy. Director, oh, Darcy. They're not written essay. down. No, they're not written it's down. Jump
1: into this.
0: It's
3: all
2: memory um, <laughs> off the top of your head. All right. Well, yes. Yep. Um, the show started in 1988, <laughs> the year I was born, so it was a really good year. Uh-huh. Um, by a guy named Greg Harrison, and um, we actually just watched the first episode. It was pretty entertaining. Period clothing. I have
5: to it say. Where yeah, might one know period. Greg Harrison from?
1: Uh, Greg Harrison, uh, you might know Greg Harrison because he directed the movie November starring Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox, you might know her from
4: Friends. Never seen <laughs> her. like the show. Yeah, it's, it's, see,
1: it's,
5: similar all, it's show. all
1: tied together, people. It's yeah. a circle of life.
5: <laughs> we're actually waiting for Jennifer Aniston to do her guest spot. <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to have that. That's we're really
4: nice. You guys
3: might be waiting for a, a little while. <laughs>
1: like two weeks
0: ago. Oh, no. I'm postponing
1: <laughs> my graduation for it. <laughs> okay. But Darcy, please tell us. Oh,
3: what else I'll is t- t- there? I'll tell you
2: more. <laughs> <laughs> um, right now, we're working on our episode 60. And it's going to be an hour-long episode. We're filming on February 24th. It's going to be a live taping. And we're um, filming at the DMAT studio, which is in the comm building. So um, if you would like to stop over... (laughs) Go
1: by if you want. If you want. If you want.
2: only if you want on February 24th, then um, we're filming at 530 and 8. So, Highly recommended. If you You want. If you want. If you want. want, And laugh it up. You know, this, is the first, this is our
1: first hour-long
0: yeah. episode. This is unprecedented in show history. This is the first in time we've done years. an hour-long episode. Everything else we've done has been just regular half-an-hour episodes like any other sitcom. But I guess we decided... In 18 years, this is the first hour-long episode. Yeah, yeah, since 1988. So we f- figured it was our 60th episode. We might as well do 60 minutes or something oh. along those lines. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, that sounds like
1: an ad campaign.
3: Hey! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, wait a minute. How many shows do you guys do a semester?
1: Just two
2: just two yep. just two a semester uh, two
1: a semester for a year this semester
2: we only did one and you can actually watch that. it's on comcast if you want you can watch it if you, you would want. like you can watch it so um <laughs> you have <it's>, the ability <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's on channel 30 off campus and channel 28 on on friday nights at 10:30 p.m. cuz i know that everyone stays in. friday nights and <laughs> that's right yeah, to everyone, watch the show. no
5: reason i actually skipped right. the premiere of our last episode so i could go out so i haven't even seen it
2: and drink
1: but i
5: hear it's really tea. good
3: Aww. I watched it. <laughs> what was this past show about?
1: Oh, uh, boy. Okay, well, well, the way the characters work, I think um, the way the show works is that if you graduate, either you die or you graduate. Like in real life. Not in real life, but. No. And so we, we brought in a bunch <laughs> of new uh, characters. We brought in one new character, Darcy. She was not on the cast last year. Uh, the rest of us were on the cast last year. And so we were just introducing her. Um, Blaine and Darcy had a little fling. Uh, the he guy.
5: really
2: had a big. Yeah, they right. were. They
1: had, um, like
5: Darcy was playing Blaine hot and cold their whole lives, and Darcy <laughs> transferred from what NYU, school was it from NYU to MSU, and we kind of introduce her character. She, they bump into each other at the cafe, and they their relationship is sparked up once again.
4: Whatever. We, whatever.
5: <laughs> and then you have, um, Aaron and Travis, um, in a little cat fight over
0: an <laughs> <a laughs> internship.
4: Yeah, it's, it's so
1: mine. Yeah, and the guy is just one of those Kramer characters.
0: I just kind of float through every scene, say something stupid, <laughs> and leave. <laughs> <laughs>
4: no, it's, it's really
3: insightful sometimes. <laughs> I think really? sometimes. So, um, why don't we know like your character's name?
0: Uh, it's just kind of the mystique of the guy. He, uh, like, nobody really knows where he comes from. They don't even know if he goes to school or has a job. Uh, he, starting with this this uh, previous episode, I'm sleeping on Blaine and Travis's couch now. So I don't even have a
1: house. Yeah, he pretty much just latches on to Blaine. Yeah, That's I'm a, just kind of the Kramer ask. Yeah, Blaine kinda. met him at a party, and he never left him alone ever. Like that, and was he it. stole his IDs too. I think. Yeah, yeah he really did
5: wake up into bed in bed together though. Oh, no, that was true. true. Yeah, that, that,
1: that is that is the mystery.
5: One of my favorite <laughs>
0: scenes.
1: All right.
3: so just for people out there, um, like, how did you guys introduce your characters into into the show? Like well, as you're in, the
5: oldest character. I'm the right? oldest character. Yeah. So.
1: I've been on the show the longest for three years. is my third year. It's pretty much you just, you try out, and then they're just like, oh, you walk on the set, you're like, I'm a freshman this year. I'm going to have a great year. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> it's kind of funny, because the writers write these very specific characters, and what happens is we get the lines, and we just, it's just exaggerated of ourselves. Yeah, so that's yeah. pretty much it. <laughs> like, this is Blaine, um, and then, like, hmm. this is Mike. And then, hey, this is Blaine. This is how Blaine talks. And then, this is Mike.
0: It's not
4: a stretch as a yeah. uh, regular person.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, and the way the characters get introduced is basically like this last episode. Darcy was the only new cast member. So uh, we just all of a sudden find out that Blaine has this history <laughs> with some girl named Darcy and, like, <laughs> yeah, sees Darcy at the cafe. We basically just slam new people in an episode and yeah. kill off the old people. <laughs> you'
2: could say, like, what our characters are like.
3: Yeah, because because yeah. um, we've got a little bit of the backstory behind the, the guy, guy. Right. and um, Blaine. What about Travis and Aaron? <laughs> hey,
5: you um, remember it go ahead. Should we describe each other? I think that'd be more fun.
4: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you first. <laughs>
5: well, Aaron is the cousin of a cast member from last year, Maggie, Maggie, who graduated, so she's not around anymore. Um, she's the naive. She was a naive freshman last year. This year, she's growing up a little. She and Travis are getting. Along, They were getting along very buddy-buddy until their internship. Dilemma came along. There's only one spot <laughs> left. Now they're neck and neck to That's get it. Um, but she's a sweet, naive freshman. Last year she was always carrying around that huge book with college facts. <laughs> trying to get her way through campus.
4: <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> well, Travis is uh, everyone's favorite flamboyant character. Obviously. Um, Blaine's best buddy. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs>
5: He just winked if you missed that. Yeah. <laughs> he missed it.
4: Um, it wink! Yeah, peripheral vision. But, um, but, uh, yeah, him and Blaine uh, kind of complete each other. and um. <laughs>
1: <laughs> really? <laughs> well, okay.
0: <laughs> last, last year, uh, Travis was maybe gay. He was kind of closeted. People didn't know. We were hoping the audience would wonder about it. But then this year we decided, let's just make him actually gay.
5: Let's just, without ever saying it, though. Yeah. Right. And then it's just kind we kind of, of play Blaine as the fool, like... Blaine walks in on Hector and yeah, Travis, maybe, like, having fooled around or not, and no one really knows. This, like this other and, character, Hector. Like, yeah. so, uh, what Hector was, what, what was going guy. on? Well, Hector was, you know, fixing the light. Um, he fell on top of me whilst doing so. <laughs> um, he, he doesn't wear his shirt to work. So
1: let me get this straight. Hector, while changing the light, <laughs> slipped off the ladder, his shirt ripped off, mm-hmm. and then fell on top of you sleeping on the couch at the time.
5: Right. Well, as clumsy as he is, he he does, in fact, get the job done.
3: Well, that
1: makes perfect <laughs> sense to me. All right, right. Well, let's go. So, yeah, you. I want
5: to go to the cafe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
3: let's go. Right. So um, when it comes to, like, you know, kind of sitcoms, we see them every week, and so we get to see their characters develop. Like, how do you guys manage to develop your characters over, you know, two episodes
4: per semester?
2: We have to... Oh, that's tough. We work it.
4: <laughs> we have to put more of our characters into each episode. I guess we have to exaggerate our personalities in order to... So that our audience can uh, easily identify what kind of people they are, know what to expect. The the
2: script is pretty clear. If you watch an episode, I mean, like, there's a lot of information kind of crammed in, so you can get a pretty good grasp of who the character is supposed to be. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. right now, I think we're, like, going through a lot of character development.
0: Well,
2: at least I apparently am, because I was supposed (laughs) to be, like, some crazy girl who... Well, our She was writers, supposed to play the crazy
5: girlfriend. Yeah. And
2: I was supposed to, like, I don't know, it ended up kind of slutty, but apparently that wasn't <laughs> the original intention, and I hope that's not how they really see me.
1: The, yeah, the way the characters work, like, Travis <laughs> is the smart, flamboyant, kind of good friend all around. <coughs> yeah. Darcy's well that, that crazy girl that everyone knew in high school. You know that one crazy girl, you love her, but she's insane? You're like, yes. what? Oh, something yeah. about Mary kind of, of girl. Yeah, something about He's Mary. Like... All the guys you're talking about. Yeah, the guy's that one friend that doesn't <laughs> leave you alone. You're like, who is this guy? You know, Blaine's that, like, kind of dense... But, like, happy-go-lucky, yeah. but, you know, just... Not, but he kind of, like,
2: doesn't get it. Doesn't quite get it all says, the time. He was like, I thought we, were, thought we were talking about me. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 He he's really he's like,
1: pretty
5: like, dense, but he's always, like, your friend.
1: Yeah. yeah. And then, like, um, uh, you know, Aaron is that, like, the, the sweet little naive... Next door, like, "Hi hey, guys, what's going on? Yeah, let's save puppies." Really school Wait,
2: you just spirited. sounded just like her. Oh,
1: that was her. That was that.
2: Oh I'm a little more excited, you know. <laughs> She's get <laughs> her character got mean. Let me tell you, it's developing. <laughs> Please do tell yeah. us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not gonna tell you because, you sh- if you would like, you could watch the episode. If you and want, out you, want, you
0: it's all up to you. <laughs> But part of the part of the character development stuff also comes from the fact that like even though we we have writers and they write a script, it's still kind of a more of a lucid uh, or more of like a living document script because we kind of tweak lines if we don't get them as actors, or we kind of change stuff around as we're uh, rehearsing it and working towards the final product. So a lot of ways I think are. Uh, that's why our characters somewhat resemble us sometimes. It's because we're just kind of, we're, uh, taking these lines and these situations. We're kind of tweaking them in every step so that, uh... The lines make sense for any character we could possibly think yeah, of. Yeah,
1: for us, because some are like, I wouldn't say that. I'm changing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If I don't get a line, then I'm just not going to say it usually, <laughs> even if it's a great joke. We just make something up. The writers spend so many <laughs> hours on these scripts, and then we get them, and we're like, nah, I don't like that. Let's do something. I, I don't different. get this joke. Let's put a fart <laughs> joke this in yeah, let's here. Let's do this. Six <laughs> joke, anyone? Raise your hand. Yeah, we're good.
5: I love that we're badmouthing the writers because you know one of us is going to get killed off next All episode right. just mm-hmm. for this. during a radio interview. <laughs> I heard your radio interview. <laughs> Travis is now like dying.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Travis has leukemia. On what? Dad,
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just wrote that in
3: there. Um, speaking of, like, what's in store for your characters for the big 60-minute? We don't know. That cool. oh, no idea.
2: Yeah. I, I mean,
0: yeah.
5: A don't I know,
2: and B <laughs> wouldn't tell you if we did. Yeah. Oh no, not. We have, have nothing come come against out. you. Oh, okay. it
4: just it adds. To we you.
5: have something against we the we listeners, see. though.
4: Hopefully, right. Aaron and Travis can resolve their conflict and uh, be buddies again. I'm really lonely. Ever since
5: Maggie left last year, she has no friends.
4: That's true. It's true. Maggie.
1: Maybe Blaine can finally bag Darcy.
3: Um, so... <laughs> uh, yeah, that's about it right there. Oh <laughs> that was it. <laughs> that's, that's the That's foreshadow.
5: Blaine. Uh, Blaine's not going to Now that it. we know
3: what's on Blaine's mind. Um, so, I guess for you guys, like, how did you guys get involved in the show? Um.
2: Well, I remember, because it was a couple months ago for me, because I'm a freshman. Um... But I don't know. I went to, like, the com building for the activities fair. Like, any cool freshmen around here at
4: MSU. Oh, keep missing that.
2: <laughs> and, um, yeah, I don't remember who approached me, but they are like, you should really come to the show. It'd be really cool. It'd be fun. And um, we're interesting. Since how you came, it probably no, no, wasn't No, no, no. I came to another one. And then I went to the show open house, and I talked to Mike and Andrew. And, yeah, I don't know. I just went and auditioned, and... I guess.
5: We liked her, so we How
2: time. many
3: uh, new characters do you guys take each semester? Well, exactly. it depends, depends
5: how many. on how many
0: people graduate oh, okay. who were characters. Mm-hmm. Or so, just, like two years ago, we had what five new characters. I yeah. think. Yeah, and I was five the only new characters. Last year, I was the only returning. Yeah, and Blaine character. was the only kind of standby character. And then this semester, we only took on one one new character. We had two girls. Mainly because I haven't
1: graduated yet. Yeah. <laughs> was it yeah, you just you just came with a friend, didn't you? Sorry. I
5: just tagged along with my friend Ideen, who wanted to audition for shows because I'm pre med in psychology, this is I wouldn't have never even heard of this otherwise. Um and I just tagged along with her and she suggested I audition and since I did like theater in high school I thought like, Oh, I haven't had an audition in a while, I guess I'll do it. And ended up getting a part on the show, so I said, Oh, I guess I'll stick around and see what this is. Well, that, that was basically me. what happened. Last to me, year, so.
1: yeah, Nick, you were
0: uh Yeah, uh, I joined the show two years ago about my junior year, and it was just because I wanted to, after Glee Club, I wanted to go eat dinner with a friend of mine named Aaron (laughs) (laughs) but He had some mysterious audition to go to, so I just kind of followed him along and ended up auditioning along with him, and uh, I became a cameraman and stuck with it since. Yeah, he originally was a cameraman,
1: and he was so funny because he would just, like, I would always trust him with lines, and he would just... Play off and improv so much he just tried out for casting. Man, basically I like, couldn't shut up as a cameraman. <laughs> when
4: Maybe it's like a curse or something because, the, I don't know, the same thing happened to me. My friend Jarrett uh, wanted to come audition for the show and I went with him and uh, I I ended up getting on cast. Same, so he went to Sideshow. South- oh, that's what I did. Oh. Same Rachel's exact thing show. happened to me.
1: Um, Rachel Cole, I was walking back from class, she was like, hey Mike, what's up? I was like, nothing. I'm going to go try out for a show. Want to come? I was like, okay. And I was like, hey, you want to try out for the show? Okay. I just tried <laughs> out. Actually... I didn't make the show. Someone else did. And then um, he dropped out. Ooh. He was like, I don't want to do it anymore. And they called me the day before first rehearsal. I was like, uh, it was Rachel <laughs> Novak. Uh, hi, Mike. Uh, this Rachel Novak from the show. Um, congratulations, you made it. <laughs> right, what what <laughs> are you doing in 10 minutes? <laughs> <Yes. Yeah. laughs> the, uh, we're going to email you the script and come tomorrow. I was like, tomorrow? Like, Auditioned for two weeks ago. No,
2: no, this is how, yeah, we
1: were. It's like a year to find <laughs> yeah. out. Someone finally <laughs> let it slip, like, he wasn't even supposed to be on the show. What?
2: Almost <laughs> happened to me, because I, like, everyone got an email, like, oh, yeah, you're part of the show team. And then I was like, um, hi, I auditioned. I never got an email, so. The, the, one, girl the, we, the one, one girl The one, the girl, the one, girl, cast, the one girl we love and
6: cast,
0: cast we know it, and <laughs> sent her an email. Everybody was so fired up to send the no emails, but you got <laughs> yeah. the yes email. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of important. It's like, why didn't she show up? Like, yeah, eh, I guess, guess she didn't want, want to. Yeah, <laughs> no, so how did your friends, like, Idine and what was your friend, Jared. Uh, how did they feel about not getting on the show and then you well, guys made it? Well,
5: me and Idine both auditioned for the show and Sideshow, which is another Telecaster show. Um, and she ended up getting a part on Sideshow and I ended up getting a part on the show, so... We just went our separate ways. Oh. I mean, there was no hard feelings. We both got apart. We yeah, have spoke <laughs> since. We haven't spoke since. We're actually waiting for um, E to do the true Hollywood story. Yeah, <laughs> I hate it. downfall. Uh, next week, actually. Yeah. <laughs>
1: actually, after this. Right. I really have doing. to go right after <laughs> this. Yes.
4: <Yeah. laughs> You're such a celebrity. Um, <laughs> my friend Jared just, uh, he didn't end up getting it and went to Sideshow, but he wasn't heartbroken about it. He really loves Sideshow.
3: Okay, that's <laughs> important. Well, that's always show. important. And we're yeah. still friends. We still talk. You know, sometimes you have communiques, but secret hatred inside, (laughs) Oh yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's the ace up her
5: sleeve to bring up any time, you know, Jared makes her mad. I just want to say, for the record, on air, I am way cuter than Ideen.
3: So, Ouch. New,
5: uh, that could be debated. Um, if Aideen <laughs> calls in, <laughs> all right, <laughs> we, we, we,
3: we'll watch out for a call. I okay. want people to call. Are we'll throw out the number again. So if like people are interested in finding out more information about the show, because that's what we've been talking about for the past 15 minutes, feel free to call in. The number's 432-3893. And if you don't feel like talking on air, I have the impact exposure buddy list up, and so you can feel free to uh, instant message us mm. with your questions as if well. If you're
4: a wuss. Wo- Do-
2: Oh. <laughs> um, Some people, you know, I want to make sure uh, we we'll make it sure we plug works.
1: the website for telecasters. Oh yeah, oh, yeah te- for sure.
2: Go, you can go to telecasters.msu.edu and then, if you'd like, and then um, <laughs> you can also, if you're more interested in the show than any other show, um, then you could click on our link if you'd like. There
1: pictures me up. <laughs> and remember, that's telecasters.msu.edu. That Didn't you?
4: Uh, wallpapers for each of us. Those I
1: last did. Year, not oh, up, we should there. put those back up, though. That's right. Get the most so stylish desktop we in like. town.
0: Yeah. And show wallpaper. A little,
4: little stalkerish, but you know, it's, it's fun. It's okay. Oh wait! Hey, guess what? We've got a caller. Hot dog. Awesome.
3: Excellent. So let's see what they have to to I say. I hope it's not
0: Idian.
4: Hello, caller.
3: Hi. Hi. How you doing? Oh, great. Um, so did you have a question for our cast of the show? Yeah, I just oh. want to know why they haven't talked about their crew at all and uh, how
4: glorious <laughs> their director oh, oh, sh-
1: and the producers and the camera people are. JD. Yes, it is.
2: JD. Good question. Well, mysterious the caller? most important um, crew member is probably JD. Oh,
1: who's that? Well, <laughs> he's, this, he's this guy, kind of lanky, a little bit of annoying. Sometimes oh, know, a takes bit. his shirt off at
0: No, rehearsal. he really
2: does. He really does, yeah, though.
4: Actually, well, to <laughs> a- answer the JD? question
0: honestly, the crew does play a huge role, even though they're not in front of the camera, because I, as I said, uh, a lot of the ideas that we come up with and a lot of the comedy that comes from it comes from the crew and the cast and the writers it comes from all over the place and we we basically just all sit around and try to rehearse and laugh at each other's bad jokes and eventually some of those bad jokes make it into the show
1: you don't <laughs> sound very attractive whoever that is oh.
2: <laughs> he is very attractive I acted with him actually oh. is he
0: playing
5: oh. me? <laughs> I think so oh, and a lot of times <laughs> our crew members actually fill in <laughs> yeah. special little like roles for example Extras. Yeah. Um. what did JD play in the last in the, episode last episode?
0: Well, he, he didn't I, play anything it was some, was. He, he played, I mean, uh, was some guy that made out Darcy. He played
1: some guy that Darcy cheated on with her boyfriend, Ben Porter. It was very
2: classic. Ben was played Porter by played by Andrew, Andrew, that was our director. Yeah, Ben Porter played by our director. What?
6: He was on fire. Yeah,
2: right. <laughs> yeah,
3: he was <laughs> he on fire. He was it.
2: really <laughs> enjoying <laughs> <laughs> himself.
3: Well, uh, <laughs> our mysterious caller must have seen that episode. Yeah, must Because you can watch all the episodes,
1: if you want, on Telecaster's
3: so basically if people haven't watched like the past couple of episodes they can catch up and see what's going on you Mm -hmm. know with the the plot that's like the way you think i know i know and again the uh the website is telecasters.msu.edu wow that's a great idea (laughs) 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 all right well caller did you have any other questions
4: who's the hottest one of all Obviously, oh. that's me. I'm going
2: to say Saroosh slash JD. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh. Uh-oh. A deadly doom. They're all, um, all hot. This
3: could Treasure. get messy. I don't know if we should sure yeah, know, this one. Yeah,
2: you know, it's really hard because... Part of the audition process is are they hot are they not? And well, on this for show, me, <laughs> it's <laughs> yes, just one we, piece of paper with yes, two, boxes. Yes, <laughs> two
1: boxes. Yes, <laughs> no, nope. <laughs> <laughs> we should talk about the auditions of people we got and in there. Can, oh
2: can we do some shout outs to our <laughs> crew? <laughs> um, yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so no one feels left out. Remember <laughs> Matt one, Matt one, he's our oh. writer. That's oh. our impression of Matt one. We've Matt got, two, Matt two, oh. he's really important. We've got Kayla. <laughs> Kayla, who I love.
1: Brianna. 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 Hot director, Andrew Sabatka. Andrew Sabaka. JDR's camera guy. Why is he
5: still on the <laughs> phone? Can we yeah. hang him up? <laughs> <character? laughs> no. <laughs> We've got
2: Andrew our Sabatka. Our
5: lovely director, Andrew Sabaka. Okay, yeah, we, we said have Andrew Sabaka. Producer, uh, Chelsea Spenceley.
1: Camera one. Writers: uh,
5: Camera
2: one is JD. Camera two uh, is Brianna.
1: Camera two, Brianna. See Chad, Rachel How Cole. A lot of names. Chad, Chad, I don't know his last name. Rachel Cole. We've got MJ, MJ We've got Coop, Coop. Coop. Man Coop, man of action. Coop, man of action. Look it up on YouTube one. if you want.
4: Coop is a tool hey, of the man. What JD on camera one? Who's that? Dude, why are you hanging up?
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs> Get rid all of him. All right,
4: all right, caller. Um, did you have another question? Um,
3: I think I'm pretty good. Uh. And about <laughs> we appreciate
2: you calling, <laughs> and we
3: hope that you have a good night. Okay. Oh, what about Chris? You guys forgot Chris. We're, We're still going.
2: Chris. Okay. Chris on audio. Uh, it's Chris. Sorry.
3: We right. make sure we don't
2: all right. forget all right. anyone. All right, bye, JD. Okay.
3: Oh, um, so quick question: Like, are you guys going to be having auditions for the next show, or basically everybody's going to be sticking We're around? We're not
1: for the year, but next year.
3: Next year. But so next year, year, guys.
0: If you want, gotta come out. It'll be Do on the uh, website. Project? Yeah, and the auditions are actually a lot of fun. <laughs> it's. uh... The way we've been doing it lately, it's mainly just improv. Like, you come in, uh, just kind of improv-a-scene when one of the cast people... We ask you what your show.
1: favorite movies are yeah. and such, and...
2: Tell them a joke. Nothing no. too...
1: Yeah, me. tell us a joke. It's come be, prepared with a joke if you're gonna some reason that became, because, like, infamous, yeah. like... Like you're like oh here I hear I have to I have to I have a joke I, I, I didn't so know that
4: scared. I never I told, told a joke mom. I didn't either I just walked up there and acted stupid pretty much it's just a <laughs>
1: way for us because we have to sit there for two hours to have like some fun because right. oh my give god us, us
3: the way I was having fun you with know, writing crazy notes. people
5: just, Come in so my
3: um what were some of the better jokes that you guys heard
5: I don't remember any well of mine them. was
2: the best I'll tell you it was uh this was dictated to me by my mom. And oh. <laughs> she's in Connecticut, but if she heard this, she'd be proud. So yeah, this is some Connecticut humor. Um, if athletes get athletes' foot, then what do astronauts astronauts get? The answer is mistletoe. And so that's just oh. hey, you know she <laughs> delivered that and like a champ. You see them the cast.
3: <laughs> the cast. <laughs> oh, and actually, I've got a question um, from another audience member out there. Right. They're wondering um, how often do you guys switch up when it comes to the actual the crew, like the cameramen.
2: Um, Well, we had closed-door meetings.
1: Uh, Actually, we do that. We usually rotate. uh, The cast is the same in crew because it's also like learning, you know, MSU telecasters. We ask them, like, do you want to do a different job? You know, because we have editors, audio, um, camera, Floor director. Floor director. We have tons, of... and you know, they say like, "Oh, you yeah, know, I really like camera. I want to try floor directing. I want to try um, technical director." And usually, after every episode, we we try to switch it up. And if someone wants to, you know, do something else, they can and they try. So everyone gets really well rounded after they graduate. Right.
2: Yeah, it's a really good idea, especially for um, telecom majors, because they get tons of experience with editing and.
1: <laughs> None of us are telecom
2: majors here. None av- yeah. of well, that's well, that, we're, that, we're not cast.
5: Editing. We're all cast. Um, well, we're just we taught, act. So.
3: And uh, speaking of like the actual cast, like do you have to have any acting experience?
1: Yeah, nope. <laughs> you
4: don't <laughs> have well, to. I mean, honestly,
0: you don't need that much experience at all. You yeah. just need to just come like in
4: and wow them. Did up. you have funny. acting experience? I did, but it doesn't really matter as long as you can matter. pull off a character, tell a joke. Yeah. Yeah. You
1: just be yourself, pretty yeah, much. Right. Yeah, like we. I mean, that was the big thing. We had auditions. Like, no, a lot of people were like, well, do I need to have acting experience? Like, no, not at all. Trust me, I just walked in here one day, lost. I was like, oh yeah, I'll do the show. That sounds like fun. I and mean, it helps to have experience. If it makes you a better actor. But we don't usually really, like, the writers the have already written a character built. right
5: for auditions yeah. and are looking to fill a certain character. Mm-hmm. So, so right. if you had
4: if you have an inside voice Just maybe, come with some yeah, acting chops yeah, like I think, think it
1: would be worse if someone actually did have acting experience Like they'd be so great and we're all like Hey, yeah. what's going on? <laughs> well, today I went to the store and it was amazing Oh, okay I
5: wanted to
2: do Don a
4: Don musical Quixote. episode for number 60 We did that, that last, last year
1: uh, No, two years ago we did that I uh, <clears throat>
4: think it's a good idea oh, Well, just someone fall on their head and then suddenly everyone will become musical
1: Dreamlike
5: i will
4: just trip out, you know one of the big things I can is, think of
0: other ways for people to trip out two years ago <laughs> on the show, we used to have like two years uh, two years ago we made a big like deliberate change in the way that we ran the show, like uh, when I first started, the show was just completely ridiculous off the wall surreal. like surreal, nothing had to make sense. We had a talking dresser during one point. we had uh, Jesus get re uh, resurrected <laughs> like it didn 't make any sense, so that after that, uh, we made kind of a conscious decision to chill out the show a little bit more, so right now. The way the show works is, it, I mean, there's no aliens or superpowers or anything like that. I mean, it's not what I'd call exactly like college life, but something that happens <laughs> on the show
2: is the physically it's possible, possible. It's so relatable. it's
0: not, we've kind of gone out of our ridiculous phase.
2: Well,
5: like, it's
4: more relatable. Yeah. The we're show is 18
5: years yeah, old, and of course it's going to go through like, a lot of different tones. and like The acne,
2: you know,
4: yeah. a little bit yeah. game weight yeah. yeah. so. Changing <laughs> the voice. In, in the episode we just
2: watched, it was actually really funny, because for some reason, um, a lot of the members were, were balding. Oh my gosh. In 1988,
5: apparently balding was a big thing. They're
1: all sophomores, all balding. All the girls had crimped hair, like Staten Island accents. Like, where are they yeah, coming from? Yeah, that was from? a <laughs> cool. like, and every one of them had And every one of them had a gun, too. Like, yeah. we can't do that Yeah. Now. Like, in every scene, it was I was like, look at my gun! It's
2: very un <laughs> PSE, And then, like, the plot basically revolved around people coming into the room, saying hello. <laughs> yeah, <and> they're <laughs> So Like,
1: I think 30 so people went through that room.
2: Is the first episode up on the website?
1: Um, it will be.
3: It will be. So, once again, like, if people are interested, they can check out the Telecasters website at telecasters.msu.edu. And then the next episode, the big 60th episode, is coming up February 24th at 5.30pm, and that is Channel 30 for you off-campus people and Channel 28 for you guys who are living on. Isn't
5: that our live taping, though? That's not when it'll air. Well, it airs, yeah. oh, oh, airs, like airs, airs every Friday. Friday. Yeah. It'll
3: okay. So, but there'll be plenty of opportunities mm-hmm. for people to watch yeah. it. Yes, so. Yep. so, I'm sorry because I gotta kick you guys out of here. Oh. Oh. We got more guests coming up. These chairs are so comfortable. I know, I know. But <laughs> being here. But we'll we we'll do. have to have thank you, you, you guys.
1: We'll come back. No. No. Oh. Oh.
3: Oh. back if, uh, Security's coming. <laughs> Security's coming. coming. Anyways, um, I want to thank you guys.
1: Is that what that gentle hand is on my
2: shoulder? Gentle hand.
3: Okay. I want to thank you guys so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure.
2: Thank you for hosting us. We had
3: a blast. Excellent. So up next on Exposure, we've got Habitat for Humanity here on your Impact, 88.9 FM.
5: You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact.
0: At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive.
5: But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station.
2: For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to The Impact Prime Time, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week.
6: Sunday nights, check out Sitter Spin from 8 to 10 p.m., where you can voice your opinion on what new music we play here on The Impact.
0: Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432 3893 And now, back to Exposure.
3: And we're back here with your exposure. I'm Melissa bringing you another lovely uh, (laughs) desk, obviously, no, guest. Um, We have Karen here to talk a little bit about Habitat for Humanity. Um, If you've got any questions, feel free to give us a call at 432-3893. You can also check us out online. Our screen name is Impact Exposure, and that's through uh, AOL Instant Messenger. So, Karen, how are you doing tonight?
7: Good. How are you?
3: A little bit, you know... Getting going. I've got the caffeine uh-huh. flowing through my uh, oh, my good. blood right now. You so. <laughs> smell the Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of always smell like Red Bull. <laughs> Not entirely healthy, but owl. That's all right. Yep, that was my senior year of
7: college. Pretty much was Red Bull fix.
3: Uh, so, where did you graduate from? MSU. MSU. Mm-hmm. Um, and what interests you in Habitat for Humanity? Um, I actually got.
7: The idea to start volunteering with Habitat for Humanity because I'm going to go into the Peace Corps, and I needed some experience, some volunteer experience. So my recruiter suggested to me maybe I should get involved with Habitat, and it's something I knew about and always interested me, so I decided to go for it.
3: All right, and what do you do with Habitat for Humanity?
7: My position is volunteer coordinator. And I'm actually not staff. Our affiliate does not have staff, but we have um, AmeriCorps and Vista members. So I am technically a volunteer, but I'm a paid volunteer.
3: Oh, that's kind of nice, though. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, for people who don't really know what Habitat is, Mm -hmm. even though we've had them on the show in the past. Okay. (laughs) um, So for our new listeners out there, what is Habitat for Humanity?
7: It Habitat for Humanity is a non nonprofit Christian-based organization. Um, I actually did not know that they were a Christian-based organization when I first started, and um, but I think my interpretation of the fact that they're Christian-based is that uh, they don't, you know, they don't preach or anything like that, and they welcome all walks of life, all faiths. They're non-discriminating or anything like that, but um, they are Christian in that the just the works that they do um, is kind of a Christian. Uh, I guess you could say has has Christian, Christianity ties, something like that. So in that way, just the community service aspect of it. But um, they work to create decent, affordable housing for people in need and their qualifications that people must meet. And the thing, another thing I did not know about Habitat is that they do not give away houses, but that um, people, the, the homeowners actually work with Habitat and they have to volunteer with us And then they um, are given
3: a mortgage at the end of it and they actually pay for the house. Right. So, how many hours do, um, well, potential owners or future owners of a Habitat home, how, how many hours do they have to work?
7: They have to put in 250, I believe it's 250, I'll hear about it tomorrow if it's not, but it's 250 uh, sweat equity hours is what we call it. And they can um, they can do that in various ways. Uh, they can work in our restore that we have in Williamston, uh, which is a uh, the bottom portion of our warehouse. It's full of um, home furnishings, furniture, washers, dryers, refrigerators, as well as building materials that people donate, and then we sell um, back about half the price. So they can work down there, they can um, work in the office doing clerical stuff, and then now um, that we have a build going on, the the potential, well not potential, the future homeowner is actually out on the site helping with the build.
3: All right, and how much does a home end up costing um, the Habitat homeowner?
7: It varies. Um, it really is the amount it costs us to put to build it is what they pay so it it's not one set price but um there's this equation that my that my boss always gives and I always kind of get lost in there somehow but it's um basically if we put in uh twenty thousand dollars of our own money and then we get twenty thousand dollars donated and then maybe there's I don't know uh, and then twenty thousand dollar um uh, sponsor something like that, then the price of the house is actually sixty thousand dollars, even though we only ourselves put in twenty thousand. But it all the money that we use that other twenty, the other forty thousand goes right back into building two more houses after that. So the money that comes in is directly goes right back out to building the next houses. But then the home, the value of the house would still be in that little scenario that I made up. The value of the house would be sixty thousand dollars, and that's what the homeowner would. Pay, All
3: right. and, and it's
7: interest free as well. All
3: right, and what affiliate are you associated with?
7: Um, it's Greater Ingham. It's basically everything except for Lansing and East Lansing is an easy way to think about it.
3: Okay, and how many homes do you guys build a year?
7: Um, that's an interesting question. Um, our affiliate has been around. Uh, I think I believe since 1997, but it was a very small affiliate, and uh, they did a one house maybe every 18 months or something. And my executive director came on board about a year ago, and she said, hey, you know, what if I took this program over and made it completely AmeriCorps and Vista-run program? And after some negotiations and went on some convincing, she convinced them, yes. And so we're, in that sense, we're kind of new. So under that, under our AmeriCorps-ness or whatever, we're, this is actually our first build right now.
3: Okay. Now... Um, once again, like for people who don't know what AmeriCorps and right. Vista are, um, what are these uh, organizations?
7: Mm-hmm. Um, this is actually a really good uh, podium, I guess, to talk about AmeriCorps because it is a great opportunity for students and um Recent grads. I am a recent grad myself, and this this is, I knew I wanted to do something like this. AmeriCorps is. I have a little blurb about it. <laughs> I just want to make sure I say the right thing. Um, they work with nonprofits, public agencies, and faith based faith based and community organizations through intensive service to meet our country's critical needs in education, public safety, health, and environment. Basically, you're going to work with a community organ- organization to help them. Uh, succeed. But that organization, I am not paid by Habitat for Humanity. I am paid by the national government. So um, it's a way to um, build and um, sustain these smaller organizations.
3: All right. So I guess, like, how have you seen um, the Habitat for the Greater Ingham area uh, change with, like, the help of AmeriCorps and Vista?
7: Well, like i said our our affiliate was smaller, so this is a way to grow and um we're located in Williamston, so that's helping just being located there is helping um the williamston economy and then um uh, hopefully we will be building many more houses than one house every eighteen months, so that well we are growing, and right now we're just really getting the word out and then the the purpose of AmeriCorps is. They have something like a three-year plan or five-year plan, and after that, each year, the VISTA actually works to um, have it sustain after they leave. So they work to um, – every. their goal is to, at the end of the year, they can hire in a paid position. So they kind of work to build up the organization so that the organization organization can be sustainable on on their own.
3: Now you mentioned helping out the Williamston economy. How Mm -hmm. does it do that?
7: Well, we have the Restore, like I mentioned. So that will hopefully bring in... They put out various newspaper articles and things like that. Hopefully people will... um, Come from other parts of Ingham County, and so they'll come into um, Williamston, and just having people come into Williamston, you know, shop at their stores, have buy gas there, go to the restaurant there, helps you know, helps the economy. And then also, we are, since our affiliate is um, run by AmeriCorps, and then my, actually my executive director is the executive director of the AmeriCorps programs in Michigan, the entire state. So we, a couple weeks ago, we had orientation and training in Williamston. So there's 35 people that are in in Williamston that are going to buy gas, that are going to go to the restaurants and whatnot. So it really just helps to get people
3: attention, get people there, and then, yeah, spend money (laughs) And um, I guess like maybe in your experience, like what do you think like Habitat homes like the do for the community?
7: Um, well, one my my executive director again, one of her mottos that she says a lot. Well, and I think it's a Habitat motto is, we don't build houses, we build relationships, and so. And that really, I think that'll stick with me because it really is, it's um, bringing, we work a lot with people from churches, we work with youth groups, we work with all these different groups of people, and it's a way for everybody to come together, um, as cheesy as that sounds, but it's true. I mean, a, a lot of people want to volunteer. I mean, little kids want to volunteer, and then retired people want to volunteer, so you, and everything in between. So it really is a way for all these People, all, all these walks of life to come together. And there are, there's so many ways you can volunteer with us that, I mean, everybody, everybody has a possibility. If you don't think you can build a house, which you can, <laughs> then you can, you know, work in the office or you can participate in one of our, um, upcoming, uh, fundraiser or something like that. There's there's a lot of opportunities for everybody.
4: Well, speaking
3: of like, <laughs> upcoming events, like what do you guys have coming segue up? Yep. There?
7: Um okay, we have a couple events coming up. Uh, one of them actually one that mo- a lot of people might be interested in is the Meridian Mall this coming Sunday is the night of giving, which another thing I didn't know about, even after living here for four years. Um, and it's the mall is going to be open after hours on Sunday, so from about 6 to 9. And people can come in, and they can buy a $5 coupon book. And then um, there's coupons, I believe, for about all the stores in the mall, and they can get discounts. So it's And then all the people, all the organizations that are going to be there selling the coupon books are nonprofit organizations. Um, After that, the weekend after Thanksgiving, another thing in the mall, um, Meridian Mall, is our gingerbread house contest. Um, We have a lot of people, a lot of children and uh, myself as well, building um, gingerbread houses. And we are going to have them on display at the Meridian Mall the weekend after Thanksgiving. And people can come and donate. um, And then we'll pick a winner based on who had... Who got the most money um, on Sunday, uh, the 26th, I believe? And winner will be announced. They'll get a prize that we haven't decided yet. And after that, um, we have holiday trees for Habitat. We're asking local businesses to buy a tree, decorate it, and then donate it to us. And then we're gonna have a silent auction the first weekend of December in Williamston. So, just a little fundraisers we have going on.
3: Excellent. And, like, well, a good portion of when people think of habitat, they think of building. Like, yeah. how often do you guys build during the week?
7: Um, right now, we are going six days a week, or yeah, six days a week, uh, Monday through Saturday. Uh, the, during the week um, is when it would be great to get some volunteers out because that's when it's, you know, everybody else is working and whatnot. So, Saturdays are pretty big. And then I should mention actually that. The Student Builders and Contractors Association of MSU is helping us out a lot. Um, they're coming out on the weekends, and uh, they, they're they helping supervise and whatnot, so that's a big help. But um, it'd be great if students could also, if um, they have time during their week or something. That would be a nice thing to come out. It is kind of a drive, but... And then um, they usually work about 9 to 5, um, and then Saturdays. And then we're up to our last couple weeks, so... We might be going on Sundays or we might be having longer days. I'm not sure. but yeah.
3: So when did you guys uh, start this house that you're working on? October 1st. October 1st. And mm-hmm. when do you guys project to have it done? December first. Ooh, but yeah. Coming so up we're pretty we're quick. under the gun, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So where are you at with the the house? Like, how far along are you? Right now, this
7: week, we're putting in drywall, so <laughs> that should be done in the next couple of days, and then we're gonna have some people out Saturday, a bunch of people out Saturday, to start painting and uh which is something a lot of people can do you don't need skills doing and we're finishing up siding the house and the heating's going in and uh i think next week the flooring will go in and the cabinets are going to start going in so it's coming along what
3: family is going to benefit from this habitat house
7: um well the fam the the homeowner that will be in there um he will obviously (laughs) benefit and then as well his family will benefit um
3: Yeah. Oh, like, um... I guess like how large is the family? Oh,
7: well, this our particular homeowner that's going to be moving in this house is um, one person. Generally, uh, generally it's a, fam- a family, um, a single mom with a couple kids, something like that. But it really varies. Um, anybody Anyone can apply. There's actually on our website. Uh, can I mention that? that mm-hmm. Okay. Oh yeah. It's um, www.inghamhabitat.org. dot org, and on there we have. um all the qualifications that, you know, someone, an applicant must meet in order to be considered for a house. And he met all those qualifications. I'm not a part of that process or like the family selection process, but uh those are the qualifications they must meet. And if you meet those qualifications, you can be considered for a house. All right.
3: Yeah. Um, so I guess, like, you know, it is this the first habitat house that you've worked on? Yes. So, um, what's it like seeing like the groundbreaking and then uh, coming pretty close up to like yeah. the, the deadline? Like, what's it been like for you? Well, honestly,
7: um, I went out for the groundbreaking, and I mean, obviously, there's nothing there; it's just a piece of land. And then I didn't go out again until a couple of weeks ago, and I was I was amazed. I mean, I, I've never built, you know, I've never been part of building a house before. I didn't realize how quickly it could be done, and I actually went, I just got back from an orientation with all the other AmeriCorps members um, around the state and, you know, the the Detroit affiliate's huge and they build, you know, they'll be working on three or four houses at one time and they'll get them done in a few weeks. I mean, it's crazy, but it's, and it's so impressive. And then um, I haven't been to one of the uh, ceremonies where they hand over the keys and everything, but... I've been told and we've heard uh, stories about they're very moving, you know, bring your tissues, all this stuff. So I'm really looking forward to that. And, you know, they were saying, frustrating as you, frustrated as you can get and all this stuff, go to one of those ceremonies and it makes it all worth it. To see, you know, a, to see someone who really needs a house, really wants a house, to see them, you know, so happy that now they can have a house. So...
3: So um, I'm looking forward to that. Oh yeah, no, that's gotta be, that's gotta be great for. <laughs> yeah, you, <so>. hopefully, yeah. <laughs> um, have you met the homeowner?
7: Yes. Well, not personally. Um, at the at the groundbreaking. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: So, um, is there a number that people can contact if they want to find out more there information? There
7: is a number that they can contact. It's five one seven six five five
3: one eight seven two. All right. And um, the website is inghamhabitat.org. Mm-hmm. And you guys have builds uh, Monday through Saturday yep. from 9 uh, to 5 p.m. Yeah.
7: So. And we'll definitely have some more coming up next year as well.
3: Excellent. So yeah. um, have you guys already projected when you're going to start the next house? No.
7: I keep asking. I keep yeah. bugging. I'm <laughs> like, come on. I want to know. I want to know. But um, right now they're looking for a piece of land. There are a couple potential places or whatever. And um, I'm I'm guessing that it's early spring. I mean, if if they work in temperatures that they're working in now, then I'm assuming early spring is when they'll start.
3: Yeah, it must be hard to have a groundbreaking. Yeah. When, uh, you know, we kind of have like this tundra-like uh-huh. uh,
7: Well, October 1st was a pretty beautiful day. I remember it was sunny and gorgeous. But now, I've, you know, I feel bad for the guys out there right now. It's pretty cold.
3: But the heat's coming in. It's
7: coming in. It's coming. And right now, the work that they're working on mostly is inside. Mm-hmm. So at least they don't have to deal with wind and stuff like that
3: that's always important. <laughs> you don't want your habitat volunteers
7: well, yeah. to freeze. Well, yeah. A couple one well, a couple weeks ago I I went out there and you know the guys were working up on the roof and it was really really windy and I was a little bit concerned but they're you know they know what they're doing so they were they were okay.
3: Excellent. Well, yeah. I want to thank you so much for coming on. We do thank appreciate you. it. Thank and, you for having me. Yeah, and uh I- Again, good luck with the the build and I hope everything goes well for uh December 1st when yeah, it's supposed to be me complete. Too. So, thank
4: you. <laughs> Cross your fingers. Well, I <laughs> crossed
3: my fingers for you. I I I have like plenty of faith that you guys will get it done. So, um Yeah, we will. We're coming along really oh. nicely. Yeah. Awesome.
7: Yeah. (laughs) Well,
3: once again, for people who are interested in getting involved with the Greater Ingham Habitat organization, you can check out their website at www.inghamhabitat.org. They also have a number you can contact. It's 517 655 1872 for people who are interested in maybe helping out with a build or volunteering Mm -hmm. at the restore. Just, you know, maybe giving back to habitat in general. So, all right, but thank you so much, Karen, for coming. Thank you. We do appreciate it. Thank you. Coming up next on the Exposure, we've got (laughs) uh, the Refugee Development Center from Lansing here on your Impact 88.9 FM.
5: You're listening to Exposure on 88.9
0: The Impact.
6: For some high school
0: students, school can be a dangerous place. A lot of gamers look at you as a gang member, too. For some, just being in school can be a struggle.
3: I wouldn't go to school. I didn't care about what my mom said. My mom would tell me, like, what are you doing for yourself? You're not doing nothing.
0: But despite all the obstacles, inside every high school student is a graduate.
5: People look down on you if you don't have a diploma. I want to graduate because they say
0: I won't. Go to BoostUp.org and find out how you can help a friend, a son, a daughter finish high school. BoostUp.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council.
2: For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime. where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week.
6: Tuesday nights from 8 until midnight, the Impact's progressive torch and twang brings you the best in alternative country and grassroots music.
2: Only on Impact Primetime. Primetime.
6: You're listening to
0: Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432 3893. And now, back to Exposure.
3: And we're back here with your exposure. I'm Melissa, bringing, well, our final guest of the evening. Um, We've got Vincent here to talk about the Refugee Development Center um, in Lansing. And if you have any questions for Vincent uh, for the next 13 minutes or so, you can give us a call at 432-3893. You can also check us out online. Um, If you are a little bit voice shy or phone shy, I know my sisters are, you can check us out. Um, Our AOL screen name is Impact Exposure. So, Vincent, how are you doing tonight?
6: Pretty good. How are you?
3: Uh, Not too bad.
6: Great.
3: Um, So what is the Refugee Development uh, Center?
6: Um, The Refugee Development Center is a skill development center in Lansing um, that basically teaches refugees skills that they need to find success uh, in their new lives here in Lansing.
3: Like what type of skills?
6: Um, English, of course, is one that comes right to mind. Uh, Driving skills. We have a driving simulator that teaches folks uh, how to drive in three different languages, um, which is probably a good thing. It's uh, probably better to learn how to drive with a simulator than on the streets. Um, and then we also do a lot of teen tutoring. We do mentoring. Uh, we do some crisis mediation for refugees that have any kind of financial or other types of difficulties. Um, we do typing, computer skills, uh, and we have a whole library of videos in multiple languages that teach refugees budgeting and, and things like that.
3: Right. So... Um, so about how many uh, refugees do you guys assist throughout the year?
6: Well, um, many, I guess is <laughs> one word. There's, there's about 500 refugees that are resettled into the Lansing area each year from all over the world. Uh, uh, last year, I think there were 21 different uh, ethnicities and countries that were represented. Uh, on, a, on an average day at the center, we probably see about 100 refugees come through the center uh, to utilize our services. Um, some of them are re- repeat visitors, some of them are new visitors, and they may have come anywhere from yesterday, they may- might have arrived, all the way to maybe 10 years ago. So.
3: Um, so why Lansing? Like, as in, why is Lansing such kind of, kind of like a magnet for um, resettlement for refugees?
6: Yeah, yeah. It's always a big surprise to a lot of people, but uh, Lansing mm-hmm. actually has a great mix of a lot of different factors that make it a great place for people to be resettled. First of all, it has a fantastic history of refugee resettlement. Lansing uh, and the Lansing area have resettled refugees since uh, the Vietnamese conflict and actually even prior uh, with an operation called Operation Peter Pan with Cuban uh, child refugees uh, just after the fall of Havana. Um, And they've been resettling refugees for for years. uh, And and there's a professional organization that does that work of resettlement called Refugee Services, which is part of St. Vincent Catholic Charities. Um, so that's, that's part of it. The other part of it is, is that Lansing has a very diverse, or the Lansing area has a very diverse economy. If you consider you have General Motors, you have state government, and you, of course, have Michigan State University, uh, a lot of times in, during, uh, difficulties economically, um, one or two of the sectors of the economy may go down, but one will be strong. And the federal government likes to see that, um, so, there's a lot of opportunities for refugees to find entry-level types of jobs. On top of that, the the final big factor is that Lansing has fairly inexpensive rents compared to the rest of the country. Uh, you can find rents for refugees or anybody, for that matter, in the Lansing area, particularly on the east side of Lansing, for anywhere from 400 to $500 for a one to two bedroom apartment. So compared to say Santa Cruz California or uh, or other places that's that's fairly inexpensive so Lansing has been designated by the federal government as a what is called a preferred community for resettlement so
3: um, now, you mentioned earlier that some of, well, like the sort of skills programs that you have are in three different languages, um, but you mentioned that they, they come from 21 different countries. Yes. Um, do you guys ever have to face like a language barrier, and, and how do you address that?
6: Yes, ev- every day, actually. Um, a lot of people have at the same time asked me um, what is the best language uh, to learn or to speak to work with refugees because we have tons of volunteers, particularly from MSU. Um, and my answer is always English, uh, because many refugees actually do speak English or have some, Some um, they've gotten used to a little bit of English at some point. Um, on top of that, the the languages are so varied. Actually, last year they spoke 18 different languages that you couldn't begin to pretend to uh, translate or interpret for all those languages, particularly in educational programs, um, f- at the same time, in ESL, when you're teaching someone English, you teach people English in English. And so all of our volunteers and all of our operations at the center are generally in English, except for some of our interactive uh, programming. But with volunteers, volunteers just work with refugees in English because that is the language that eventually we want them to be able to speak. So it's, it's a strange um, kind of world to work in, working with people that are not used to English. Um, oftentimes... Uh, You use hand signals. Uh, You don't do what Chris Rock did in the, I can't remember the name of the Jackie Chan film, where he just screamed at him, at Jackie Chan. What you want to do is try to say things differently, try to simplify, use hand signals, uh, say things uh, in different ways. um, And that tends to work, or also demonstrate, show people what you want them to do or what, what you want them to learn. So it's not too bad.
3: All right. Now, you mentioned, well, the best language to know is English, but where do a lot of, like, the refugees come from?
6: Um, Well, the biggest group, probably about 50 percent of refugees uh, that are resettled into Lansing actually aren't refugees (laughs) in a way. They're actually Cuban public interest parolees, which is kind of a complicated part of immigration law. But they come come through from Cuba, and they're resettled by the Department of Homeland Security uh, through refugee services. That's probably the biggest group. Um, After that, uh, probably some big groups that are around right now would be Liberians. Um, There's been a lot of things going on on the west side of of Africa lately that have been sending people out. Um, We've got uh, folks from Sierra Leone. Uh, A big group that's going to be coming this year uh, are the Burmese. There were, uh, for the past decade, there's been uh, formerly Burmese students on the Thai border who had uh, protested and in some cases actively fought against the Burmese dictatorial government, fled to Thailand when when things went wrong and Thailand wouldn't accept them so they'd been stuck on the border for about 10 years on a river uh, in horrible conditions. And finally this year um, they were just approved for resettlement to the United States. Uh Lansing could see anywhere from hundred to two hundred of them in the in the upcoming year, so that's gonna be an interesting resettlement that's coming All
3: right now um I guess what situations globally um cause uh i guess the, uh, resettlement, uh, the need for resettlement.
6: Yeah. yeah, it's an interesting case. A lot of people, when they when they talk about refugees, particularly in the United States, thinks, think that you become a refugee, you go to the UN, and then welcome to America. And it really doesn't work that way. In fact, about one out of a thousand refugees worldwide really get resettled to a third country. Um, there's about uh, anywhere from 14 to 20 million refugees in the world right now. Um, basically a refugee is is a person who has been persecuted uh, by another human being uh, for reasons of race, ethnicity, religion, uh, gender or social group, uh, national origin, or of course what most people think about their political opinion. They flee to a third country. There's two other solutions for them which are much more common. That is to, one, return home, or two, Uh, stay where they are and become a resident of the country they flew to. For many refugees, though, where they've ended up in is still not safe for them. Uh, A good example would be the women who fled uh, the Taliban in Afghanistan because of their treatment of women, or uh, somehow a lot of women got in trouble with the Taliban, fled to Pakistan. Pakistan is the birthplace of the Taliban. So they were in Pakistan but still were in trouble, and many of them received their war injuries while they were in Pakistan. Uh, so in those cases, you can't stay where you are. You can't wait for something to change. Uh, and so they're resettled to the United States.
3: Mm-hmm. So. Um, now, I guess going back to volunteers, uh, what yeah. do volunteers <coughs> do with the refugees at the center?
6: They run the center, actually. <laughs> it's, it's actually an amazing experience for people that are interesting interested in volunteering. Uh, if you consider we have 100 volunteers that come through every day, or 100 refugees that come through every day, um, there's exactly one staffer at the center, which is me, and the whole rest of the center is run by ref- by volunteers. I always get them confused. But it's, it's also because our center is really a community-type place. It's a place where volunteers uh, teach refugees, and refugees learn from volunteers, but it's also a place where um, volunteers really learn a lot from refugees about where they're from, uh, about their language, about uh, their worldview. Um, but basically what volunteers do is greet and welcome the refugees as they come in, find out what, th- what it is they want to learn, and then use the resources in the center to help them learn that. Um, as well as tutoring. They do a lot of tutoring. There's also opportunities to go on trips. We have an international youth community is what we call it, which are young teen refugees that we take on trips around the community. They can work with our senior refugee program. We also have a ton of internships. Uh, right now I think I have four uh, interns working for us. Uh, we're always looking for people to help with that. And that's a great opportunity because uh, interns get to actually run projects. We create projects for them that they run. Uh, so they're not copying and fetching me coffee. It's uh, They're actually running, and not only running the center, but also running projects while they're there. All
3: right. So, so um, how can one like find out more information about becoming an intern or actually just get involved?
6: Yeah, the easiest way is just to contact me at globalworkshop at com. Uh, That's my email. It goes directly to me. Uh, We're going to be having some trainings in January uh, when the students come back, Uh, and so that's any time between between now and January is probably the best time to get in touch with me. Uh, Things are quite busy right now, so it's taken me a little bit to get back on my emails, but uh, they'll get a response about where and when uh, where where and when to to show up at the center to get us started.
2: All
3: right. Now, um, I guess like. Well, kind of with the holiday seasons coming up, like, do you guys have any particular events that you're going to be planning? Or uh, you mentioned programs that interns yes. do.
6: We actually have uh, some some big events coming up. Uh, this Thursday, Friday and Saturday, we have what we're calling – it's our first annual, so we'll see how it goes. It's called the Exodus Film Fest. And kind of our tagline for it is three nights exploring the lives of the persecuted, the politicized, and marginalized through film and speakers. And uh, Thursday night we're showing a film called Shooting Dogs, which is about Rwanda, and it'll be followed up with a Rwandan refugee talking about their experience. Uh, Friday night is Well Founded Fear, which is a, a documentary on the um, asylum system in the United States, and it's 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 an it's a film that would basically create outrage for people that saw it, in terms of how we treat people fleeing persecution. That'll be followed up by a uh, discussion with an attorney who, who who does asylum cases. And then finally Daughter from Da Nang, which is about uh, a, re- uh, a child who was brought to the United States from Vietnam and then goes back 22 years later to find her mother. And that's also going to be followed by a refugee uh, from Vietnam who's going to talk about her experience going back to Vietnam. Uh, after the war 's end um, and after she was safe um, there 's a suggested donation for that so if people are interested in finding out what that 's all about, they can contact me by my email we 're also going to have a wine and cheese afterglow afterwards for those that can i guess are able to have wine. I guess everybody can have cheese but uh, and we 're going to have popcorn and all that fun stuff for sale as well
3: all right so where oh, well where and what time is this going oh, to oh that 's a good place? thing yeah. yeah,
6: each of the films are at seven thirty. And the Refugee Development Center is actually housed in Christ Lutheran Church, which is close to downtown Lansing at the corners of Michigan and Pennsylvania, kitty corner from Sparrow Hospital. And again, if anybody has any questions, they can just get a hold of me by email at globalworkshop at hotmail.com.
3: All right. Well, Vincent, I want to thank you so much for coming on to our show tonight. We do appreciate it.
6: Great. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's a great opportunity.
3: And, um, oh, well, once again, uh, that's GlobalWorkshop at Hotmail.com. For anybody who's interested in finding out more information about, uh, oh, sorry, we just had a little bit of feedback, um, about uh, either internships or volunteering at the center, as well as, like, information about the Film Fest that's coming up this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at Christ Lutheran Church in Lansing. All right, well, thank you so much, and I think that wraps it up for Exposure here. We're going to pass off the torch, once again, the cheesy jokes, over to Progressive Torch and Twang. They have to hear it every week, by the way. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Everybody have a great Tuesday, and that's all that we have here on your Impact 88.9 FM. Thanks for
2: listening to this evening's Exposure, only on 88.9 The Impact.